0: Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Is This Making Sense? Dialogues on the pursuit of balance, wisdom, leadership, and everything in between. My name is
1: Eric Johnson. I'm here with Seth Gray, and today we will talk about imposter syndrome, that feeling that you feel uh, when you get anxious that you are feeling like a fraud, that you are uh, going to be found out, that you don't have it all together, uh, feeling like you don't belong in the situation and opportunity that's been given to you, and just that someone is going to unmask you. So, question: Who is likely to have this? Everyone. It is one of those things that is just ageless. Doesn't matter your title. Uh, doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Doesn't matter how much experience you have. People go through this. I re- I
0: read somewhere. Oh, sorry. I read somewhere that um, if someone hasn't gone through it, there's a good chance that they don't have a good uh, awareness of their own confidence or ego, because I think it should be natural to all of us at some point to somewhat feel out of the loop or out of out of the club. Uh,
1: so if you've never felt this way, you might want to examine something. Exactly. A uh, uh, real quick story. I was talking to my dad about this, and he was telling me how uh, my dad has been working at this uh, Cardinal Healthcare for over 30 years. I mean, he's got so much sales experience with uh, medical supplies. And when he started to what it is now, just with the uh, laptop and all of the systems and processes that they have to do, he feels like a total imposter with just dealing with the technology and he'll get into a conference call or he'll go to a, a regional meeting and he'll be there with guys that are half his age that are just flying through all the systems, and he just he sits there and he just has this overwhelming fear that someone is going to unmask him and just reveal that Chuck has no clue what he's doing on his laptop or the software should be running properly, but Chuck does, just doesn't know what he's doing. And at the exact same time, his boss most likely has imposter feelings, like a, feeling like a fraud when he's next to my dad because his boss is half his age and has half of his experience. My dad has so much experience within the sales side that his boss has to feel like a fraud or an imposter when he's next to my dad because he's supposed to be leading my dad and over my dad, but yet my dad has all of the sales experience.
0: It's so funny, we're all just in our skin not feeling comfortable in it. Um, Can I tell you an area in which I feel like an absolute imposter? Uh, This podcast.
1: Yeah, yes
0: because uh, I've been thinking about it. You know, we're on here, at least I'm on here, we're talking about um, leadership and this, that sort, this, that sort of thing and the other. And the reality is there are kids in high school with more leadership experience, more managerial experience than me. Uh, you know, they're working at Taco Bell as a shift supervisor and they've got more managerial experience than me because I have never had anybody that has ever reported to me. I have zero managerial experience. So what am I doing on a podcast
1: talking about leadership? I'm a total fraud, at least what it feels like. That's, I feel very inadequate. And that's why whenever. Someone gives us an encouragement. Hey, hey, listen to the uh, episode, or you know, checked it out. I like what I'm hearing. It's like it it it's so encouraging because I feel like that we we don't deserve to have anybody listen to it. It's just a conversation that you and I are recording, but. It's, it's just one of those things where it, it makes it hard to even promote. Yeah. I almost feel like I'm not allowed to talk about it. But if I'm honest with myself, the reality is,
0: is I, my, while I haven't had a lot of managerial experience, I've been managed a lot. And I've been in the workplace for you know, 13, 14 years now, which is not a, a ton of time, but it's not no time. And I know what it feels like to have good leadership and poor leadership. And I also, as a human, just know the way that I want to be treated. And I think a lot of what leading people is, is just treating them well and bringing out the best in them.
1: So I don't have no experience, but I just don't have it all on paper or a title. Exactly. It's, it's just like, well, I am a dad, but I'm not a dad to a high schooler or to mm-hmm. someone in college. So there is there's experience, there's, there's things that we're going through, but yet it's just one of those things where it's just like, I am just waiting for someone to come along and go, you have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and you know what? They're, they're right. Which I have been meaning to tell you, Seth, you have no clue um, what you're talking about. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. One of the things that, uh, as we talk about this and we think about it, one of the things that I used to do to try to overcome this feeling of, of being unmasked, that someone is going to call me out, uh, I just remember growing up playing sports, soccer, soccer in particular, where the day before a tryout or the day before a big practice or, or the first practice, uh, I would make sure that I laid out everything that I was going to wear. So I'd make sure my cleats looked sharp, my, my socks You know, everything matched. It was kind of color coordinated. I had name brand. You know, I was going to put everything that I had the best of, I was going to wear it to that first tryout, that first practice with the team, because it was this if I look the part, then nobody will unmask me. And if I, if I, you know, can, if everybody can size me up by what I'm wearing, because I'm sizing everybody up by what they're wearing, by what their cleats are, but what their, their, the ball that, that they had, whatever it was, uh, then I wouldn't be found out. That's so funny uh, that you say that because I'm kind of the exact opposite. Um,
0: I feel like I remember when I was a kid, I I really wanted this pair of cleats. Uh, They were Ken Griffey cleats. They were awesome. They were white and black and they were incredible. Um, But, you know, when you're a kid, like you're already already getting new shoes. So that's one expense. So like to have nice cleats wasn't a thing I often got. But my mom, I don't know what came over her, but she got me these Ken Griffey Jr. cleats. And I was so excited about them. But when it came time to wear them, I was embarrassed to wear them because I was just kind of like, I didn't want to draw attention to myself. And I didn't want people to think that I was more than I was because I was wearing these cleats. So it's so funny that how it can take different methods to kind of inhibit us. Me not wanting to ha- use what I have and you wanting to use what you have to appear more
1: than you are. It's such an internal struggle that people have, that we have, that it, no one has a clue what you're thinking, the anxiety that you're feeling, the nervousness that you're feeling. But when you feel like an imposter, you do do different things to protect yourself. You do different things to uh, fend off anybody that you think is going to attack you, is going to reveal the true you, and and say, see, they have no clue how to parent. They have no clue how to have mm-hmm. a a, uh, a job, a family, and and to look great on social media. You know, it's it's we all deal with that that struggle differently.
0: I remember speaking of like feeling embarrassed to wear something, I remember not too long ago. So, um, before I was in the position at my job that I'm in now, I was a full time. Uh, videographer, and so I did a lot of video work, which is work. I mean, you, you're 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 getting dirty. You're traveling, whatever it is. You're unloading a truck, loading a truck, any number of things, setting up gear, lights, whatever. And so you can't wear nice clothes. So I never wore all that nice clothes because I would just destroy them. So when my position here changed, I have more or less an office slash desk job, and so I wanted to kind of look better. And I went to H&M, you know, where they have cheap, nice looking clothes. And I bought a few sport coats, which I've never had one before, except for the one that I wore when I got married and it looked terrible. Uh, and it doesn't fit anymore i tried it on trying to be cheap and so i got a few jackets and so i brought them to work and i it took me forever to muster up the courage to put one on and and walk around the office because i just felt like a total imposter like who is this guy trying to wear a jacket oh he's got a new job he's gonna wear this jacket oh my gosh i felt so terrible and and honestly i walked around and a few people kind of made me feel that way like oh you got your jacket on you're dressing up now you you, you are you something now like and so it kind of like
1: made it a little worse honestly So why do you think, why do you think we have, or why do you think imposter syndrome happens, even though, uh, it it might, you know, we have a lot of experience or we, we have something to show for while we're in a meeting or while we're invited to a conversation or, you know, why in the world do we have this despite what history might say?
0: Well, I think honestly, we're all just very insecure. And I think, honestly, we all think everybody else has it together. So you're in a room of people and maybe it's your first time in that room and you just feel like all these people here have got it all figured out and I'm in here. I don't know what's going on and they're going to find me out this, that and the other. I don't want to speak up or, I, or maybe I should act like that other person's acting so I can fit in or whatever it might be. I think we all just think everybody else has it together. And the truth is that's not true. Everybody else is just a bundle of nervous, insecure energy as well. They just have more experience being in the room with it. So I think Ultimately we we have a, a, a imbalanced
1: view of ourselves versus other people's internal self so it's we project the best for people or we assume the best for people and assume the worst for ourselves. You kind
0: of touched on it with social media like social media I think is a good picture of that where this outward exp- outward appearance appearance is way more than what it actually is like so well, our social media presence is really just like an industrial grade version of ourselves that 's not what we really look like that 's why I always love when people have realistic posts that show what real life looks like and not on the beach or on a mountaintop or with perfect makeup or whatever it is perfect light that's that 's not real and i think I think that that is making it even worse for us with this imposter thing because we 're seeing these unrealistic images of people and trying to measure up
1: I think you you said it really good is that it's that we don't have it all together and that's okay. Just, just start right there. And I know we're not going to a solution of how to overcome it, but basically start, start with that. If, if the reason is is that we're trying to appear that we have it all together, then cut ourselves some slack. I think the other thing that, that why, why it happens is that we try to take on more than we can, we can handle. The idea of appearing weak is, is just something that our culture does not want. I mean, I was, I was listening to a podcast today and it was, it was basically like, I'm a warrior and I'm I'm going to take charge and I'm going to do this. And you know, I get that. And, and, and that is a good train of thought to have, have in seasons of your life. But when you try to take on more than you can really handle because you don't want to appear weak, that, that really contributes to the idea and feeling of feeling like a fraud.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When you overextend yourself, you put yourself in an area where maybe you can't measure up, but that's okay. You just shouldn't be in that arena. Um, I want to look at some areas uh, that it's most common. uh, Areas that you'll, you'll find it happening more often. And I think... I think the word new comes to mind. Whatever is new is going to be an area where this this sort of feeling flares its head. A new environment, um, a new situation, a new job, a new group of people, whatever it is, when something is new, you have a tendency of feeling like you don't have what it takes to be there. Like maybe you shouldn't even be there. The unknown. The unknown. The
1: unknown is, is very fearful.
0: We have a tendency of turning the unknown into something way more than it is. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to... Even sometimes like I'll I'll, I'll get to speak at my church and I'll get all this nervous energy going into it because I make it into some giant thing. Well, I don't go to a big church. There's probably 200 people in the auditorium. That's not a big deal. But all of a sudden I'm turning into like the State of the Union address. It's not that big of a
1: deal. Just calm down. And you know them and they know you. Yeah. And they're for me. So then how do we deal with feeling like an imposter, feeling like a fraud, feeling like uh e- even to the point where we we might even put up a wall against somebody because we think they're coming after us that they are going to try to uh you know catch us because that, that can that can happen with people we know that we think oh they are gunning for me and then all of a sudden we start treating that person a family member whoever it might be differently uh because we think we're projecting all this stuff on them when really it's just a matter of the fears and insecurities we're dealing with how how do we get over feeling like an impostor.
0: So I would say this, we need to cut ourselves slack. We have to cut ourselves slack. And I think about an experience I had a little while ago. Uh, it was just a really mundane experience, but I learned a lot from it. I was going up the stairs um, to my office and somebody was coming down the stairs and we had one of those little quick interchanges that you have when you, when you see somebody in passing where it's like, Hey, how's it going? Fine. How are you? That sort of thing. Well, I said, Hey, how's it going? And this person, they kind of fumbled over their word and they couldn't get their words together. And they kind of like stumbled down the step a little bit and they were just kind of a mess. They just, it didn't, didn't work out for them. And then we kind of had an awkward goodbye. I went to my office and sat down and I didn't think anything of it. But then I did start to think of it. I was thinking, if that was me, if I had ha- if I'd been on the other end of that, you know, flubbing my words and whatever else, I would have felt so stupid the rest of the day because I thought because I would have assuming been assuming that the other person was thinking, what an idiot, he can't even talk, whatever this, whatever it is, and all these demeaning things to myself. And I realized me being on the other side of it, having not been the person to flub my words, I'm sitting in my office not even thinking about it because it was no big deal because I'm not thinking about it because I'm not. I'm not what that person probably might be thinking I'm thinking. So all that to say, if that made sense, um, cut ourselves some slack. Other people are not gunning for us, or they, at least they shouldn't be, and you, you, it's not as bad as you think. So I guess on top of that, I'll lead into one other thing you can talk about is this idea of don't try to p- pretend to be something you're not. Be authentic. Lead with vulnerability.
1: Yes, I agree with that 100% uh, that lead with vulnerability is, is difficult It is a practice behavior, especially for me, because I don't like to ask for help. I like to just try to figure it out. I don't want to burden people with questions or burden people with asking them to do this or that. So I will go in and I'll try to sometimes fake it before I make it, and that is not that's not the best. It's not the best because
0: when you're faking the, the, even the word fake just is not a good word. It's inauthentic. So I think there's, there's a fine line there because there, you know, I think fake it till you make it has worked for a lot of people, but I think you can just change that language a little bit to where you can exude confidence without it being fake. Yeah. Um, You want to share that, that meeting that you, you, yeah. So
1: the other day I was, I was telling, uh, telling you and, um, just share right now that I had to lead a meeting that I had not led in a long time. And it'd been a while since I'd led this, uh, typical, uh, meeting that goes a certain way. And I just felt so, so much like a fraud going into the room because a, I was nervous. Did I even invite the right people to the meeting? And then B, was I conducting the meeting the right way in order to maximize everybody's time in the meeting? Because sometimes you you get into a meeting and you're like, you you feel apologetic because you don't want to waste people's time because people are very busy. We have a lot going on. And I just the whole time felt like an imposter and everybody was just looking at me like he has not done this in forever. He has no clue what he's doing. And I didn't ask for help. I I just, I just bull pushed through it, bulldozed through it and it was not good. And so what did we learn to just walk in there and just say, Hey, it's been a while. I just want to make sure I'm doing this right. Yeah. Start with that. And I, and when, when you shared that thought with me, I thought, Oh, if I would have just started with that, I would have felt so much more comfortable in my own skin.
0: One of my phrases that I like to use is I don't know what I don't know. And start something that way. So I'll get into a meeting where I'm not sure all the ins and outs of it. I'm new to this. So even saying, hey, guys, I'm new to this. This is one of my first rodeos. I don't know what I don't know. So if you'll have grace with me as I kind of work through this, we'll get it figured out. So it sets a table for you to say, you're not, you're not coming here with the expert with all the ideas. I need the entire room to help me get on board with
1: this and help, help us all figure it out together. So what, what, we're, what you're saying is is that when we start to have this feeling, we've got to recognize the new thing and the new environment. Yeah become aware of it
0: and just call it out for what it is. Oh, this is that feeling of me projecting or me not cutting myself some slack. I'm going to, I'm going to identify it right now and then get past it or at least acknowledging it will help. I think should help you, um, call it out for what it is
1: and hopefully make you take some strides past it. And you're going to help other people, even if you're not the one, you know, whatever it might be recognizing this that someone else is in a new environment and someone else is nervous. Yeah. I think that's definitely worth talking about. Like what, what is it? what does it do for
0: you that can help in these scenarios to identify it? And so, like we've said, um, you should be aware of the times that it's most likely to happen. So a new environment Uh, a new situation when somebody's got a new role or if somebody seems to be the minority in a situation, or if you've ever been in a meeting where you're the only guy there's, you know, 15 women, you're the only guy you feel a certain way. So anytime somebody might be on the outs, whatever it might be, gender or race, whatever it might be, just being aware of that and, and, and making sure they feel
1: invited. I think the number one word I want to use is people need to feel invited and welcome. So I told the story at the beginning about my dad, just, just feeling lost a lot of times with the technology that he's having to operate. And just that, The the, the anxiety that he gets with, you know, being afraid that someone's going to give him a hard time uh, that he doesn't know it. Well, something that his company does is that they've set up an 800 number, an IT 800 number where my dad, anybody in the company can call in 24 seven and ask a question on how to operate some type of system, laptop, whatever it might be, whatever it might be. And my dad says he's got that 800 number memorized and he loves calling it because whenever he calls to ask them a new question about something that he doesn't know how to do, they are patient with him. They walk him through step by step and they don't make him feel like a fraud. They don't make him feel they just make him feel good, even though he's feeling anxious about all of this. When he calls in, they work so diligently with him. And the thing is, is that they're doing that throughout the entire company and i just think about what that it department is doing for the entire culture of the organization where they are their whole purpose is to help someone and not make them feel dumb
0: i love it they've created a safe place for people to learn How, how how is your dad supposed to know all this stuff who's supposed to teach him this and it's great that they've made that safe environment for him So you return to a story, I'll return to a story as well. Um, The same story about me wearing the sport coat for the first time, uh, and feeling like a total imposter, feeling like I was trying to have everybody look at me, look at this guy I got a jacket on. well, I ended up going to see you in your in your area and you said, "Oh my goodness, you look great." And it was like you just breathed life into my lungs and my whole body. I just felt like I was going to float away cuz it's like I was a little vulnerable. I was really a little uncomfortable feeling out of my skin and you let me you put me right back in it and made me safe in my own skin. And I don't I haven't forgotten that. It made me feel good. And honestly, I look good in a jacket. I should feel good about myself. And so, I don't know, th- being aware when things are new and speaking into them And making people feel safe in their own skin, I think is an invaluable thing that we should all be pushing towards. And you don't have to be in leadership to do this. You just need to be human to do this.
1: And as as we begin to kind of wrap up this conversation, I just think it's so important that, uh, at least the number one thing I wanna communicate is that everybody feels this way. So if you you feel like an imposter, you feel like a fraud at different times, you're just like everyone else. You're just like me. One week ago, I was feeling like such a fraud. Despite everything that I knew, I still felt like a fraud. Despite everything I've been through, I still felt like a fraud. Yeah. So I guess as we
0: wrap up here, I always want to push people to cut yourself some slack. You're in the room, you're in that meeting, you're wherever you are because you were supposed to be there. You were invited there. You're supposed to be there. So stop feeling like you're not supposed to be because when you're, when you're feeling that way, you're not operating at your best. You're not going to bring out in that meeting, what you have to offer or in whatever that environment, I keep saying meeting, but whatever the environment is at your home and your church or on your, whatever it is, you're there because you're supposed to be. And if you're not, then you'll find it, you'll find some new room to be in, but just be you wherever you're planted, And you're going to, that's going to be the best thing that you could possibly do.
1: And if you, and if you're continuing to still feel like a fraud, like you know, an imposter. Use it to drive you to get better. Yeah. At whatever it is, if 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 that feeling is going to drive you to learn more, to get better at whatever it is that you're doing, great. Use it. Don't just sit in that feeling of anxiety. Use it to push you forward. So
0: one thing I just want to say is a brief thank you to people who have reached out to us about the podcast. Like we said, we feel uh, like total frauds, but it doesn't change that this is something that we're passionate about and we want to do. And so when we hear encouragement from you saying that it has meant something to you in some little way, it
1: is such, it's such life giving uh, words that you share with us. So thank you very much for that. And thank you so much for listening to this conversation on feeling like an imposter. We hope it was encouraging and gave you something to think about. So until next time.